Welcome to Inside the Woods, a Valley News podcast about Dartmouth football. I'm your host, Seth Tao. Keep up with our episodes every week on anchor.fm, on our website, vnews.com, or on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow me on Twitter at Seth Tao, and follow the Valley News Sports Desk on Twitter at sports underscore VN, and on Instagram at Valley News Sports. Hey everyone, this is episode 10 of Inside the Woods, leading up to Dartmouth's home finale against Cornell on Saturday. Here's the situation for Dartmouth. The Big Green's 31-7 win over Princeton last Friday puts them in a really good spot. If Dartmouth wins its final two games against Cornell and Brown, they'll win at least a share of the Ivy League title. And if Dartmouth wins those games, Yale beats Princeton this week and Harvard beats Yale next week, Dartmouth would win the Ivy title outright. But if Dartmouth loses either of these last two games against Cornell or Brown, their title chances will be a lot lower. Those opponents are at the bottom two of the league standings, but could pose some challenges. Cornell beat Dartmouth and Hanover in 2019 to spoil the Big Green's undefeated season. I talked with head coach Buddy Tevens about all of this, the big win on Friday, and more about the team. Let's get to what he had to say. Okay, we're back with Buddy Tevens for our weekly conversation on Monday. Buddy, how's it going? Good, Seth. Uh, it was a good weekend, and uh, Friday night uh, gave us a day off for our team, which was much needed, and uh, now we're actually looking forward to the Cornell game. I can imagine you had a good weekend after that game on Friday. <laughs> now, we, we did uh, come out, we played well, and it was nice on national television. A lot of folks from around the country tuned in, and uh, they saw us uh, playing very, very solid football in all aspects of the game. We said going into last week that it was the biggest game of the season. And, you know, we all acknowledge that. Does it now, you know, a few days after that game, does it feel like the biggest win of the season? Yeah. It, uh, the, the more recent they are, the bigger they are. Certainly it's it's a, a one-shot elimination uh, it's Ivy, as Ivy play goes forward. Uh, and you know, playing an undefeated team at home at night in national telecast, that's, it doesn't get a whole lot bigger than that. But I thought our guys responded very, very effectively and uh, played within themselves, uh, played hard, played physically and aggressively, uh, made a lot of big plays and, and prohibited a lot of big plays by Princeton. What's the vibe been around the team the last couple of days since that game? Well, there was a huge buzz, uh, obviously, that night. Uh, and right after that, it was talk about Cornell. Uh, really, this is, a, uh, this is the biggest game of the season for us uh, on Saturday. And, you know, a lot of folks patting people on the back and so forth. And, you know, our season is far from over. Uh, we certainly remember, well, uh, two years ago, we're in a similar situation and, and we lost to Cornell. They came and they outplayed us. And uh, so we will do everything we can to make sure the best football team uh, Dartmouth can be will show up on Saturday. Yeah. As you mentioned, you know, in 2019, they came in and, you know, that's the one game that cost you an undefeated season that, that year. Obviously, it's a different team now, but is that on your mind at all going into this week? Well, you know, that was two years ago. So, But, but the Columbia experience uh, more recently was very, very similar. Uh, a big win and, and then, you know, people saying, well, you know, you're playing a team that's uh, not as successful. And it doesn't make a difference. Uh, it's not always the, the best team that wins the best team on game day. And uh, Columbia beat us. So uh, I, I don't dwell on it, but I reminded our guys. Uh, and they're sensitive to it, and they realize you, you have to learn from situations like that. The big thing is focus and preparation prior to the contest. You know, you don't just show up and click a switch, and all of a sudden, hey, you're, you're spot on. 
it's a building process. And we obviously didn't do a, a very good job of, against Columbia with that. And hopefully we've learned well by our previous mistakes. So as you've been able to break down the film and dive deeper into the Princeton game and how that really went for you guys, what do you think made the difference and allowed you to, you, your team to take control so quickly in that game? Well, as we talk every week, and the answer is the same, uh, prior to we talked about uh, front play, offensive and defensive line, and uh, our defense came up strong. Uh, Shane Cox, uh, Luca DeLeo, uh, Mick Reese, uh, guys just kept coming off the football. Seth Walter had just been you know, a beast uh, in their force and playing very, very steady football. Their quarterback was a concern, very, very accurate passer, a great receiving core, and we felt we needed to, to make him move his feet, uh, create some uncertainty. And I thought we did that from right, right off the start of the ball game. On the offensive side of the football, they were very stingy defense. And we felt we needed to establish something with our run game. Uh, and we did a good job with that. You know, the numbers weren't huge, but interspersed between passes, uh, the heavy play action, which we used, Kevin Daft did a great job with that, allowed us some big uh, receptions and some big yards, chunk yardage. Uh, and that kind of turned the tide. And then we put some points on the board. When you're playing catch-up football, it's a hard thing to do. It's funny because you bring up offensive and defensive lines every week when I ask you what you're expecting for the next game, but it's not always, not every week that you bring it up when I ask what went well or what went poorly from the previous game. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a good point. You know, the, the obvious things you see Derek Kyler, you know, 16 of 19 and just some, some of the you know spots he dropped throws into uh, great play by our wide receivers, Johnny Barrett coming back after an injury and a big uh, stick post move and, and a great throw there. Uh, Dale Chesson, who's been out for a couple of weeks and see him come back and really have a, a big game for us. You know, Noah Roper hit a, a couple of big runs, Zach Bear. But when you scrape it all away, you look at the guys up front. You know, Zach Lehman really has been playing very, very well. Uh, Don Cardi at, at the right tackle spot as well. Cal Atkinson inside. Uh, Evan Hasemovich, who's been an all IB guy. Uh, Jake Wadone, a transfer into the interior line from a tight end position a year ago. And then J.P. Flores. Those guys have been very, very solid. You don't notice it because you're not giving up sacks. Uh, but those big runs, they start up front. So I think great credit due to both sides in the lines. And today's the day to you know, wave the flag for them. Well, it seems like for you, every day is the way the day to wave the flag for them. But I don't, I don't think you're wrong there. As I wrote about in my follow-up story that ran Sunday, what it ran Sunday, uh, you know, I wrote about the defensive line and how big a difference it seemed to make in the game. You know, those guys, I, Shane, it seems like, has really stepped up his game the last few weeks. Yeah, he really has. Dwayne Brooks is a you know, veteran coach, and uh, and he just he gets the best out of his guys. And, again, we said it before, we play a lot of people there. And that that makes a difference down the stretch. You know, Princeton had 80 plays to our 46. Uh, we were a little bit more opportunistic, and we had some of those chunk yardage plays, and their head kind of laboriously kind of grinded out. But when you, you're sending seven, eight, ten defensive linemen against the same five offensive linemen and they were a very, very high paced team that wear that, that wears on you. And, uh, you know, Bobby Jefferson get in, played well, Jalen Rainey played well, Toby Adadara uh, was in, uh, and Trayvon Erickson uh, coming off the edge, uh, just a bunch of people inside that really make a difference. Alex Schmidt and other ones, so he played all those up. It does make a difference. I know this is, it can be tricky for you, but here, give, give me a couple of people. I'm not going to say one player, but I'll just say a couple of people from each side of the ball, I guess, that you think have improved the most throughout the season. Well, uh, Dale Chesson uh, is really, because he was injured most of the year, 
uh, coming in the last two ball games. We weren't even 100% sure he was going to go two weeks ago against Harvard. And I just hadn't practiced. And to see what he's done in a relatively short period of time, big catches, big catch and runs, blocking very, very well. So on the offensive side, is, you know, he's made a tremendous difference for us. Uh, the, uh, the linebacker position, Marcus White, uh, really just the pressure he's applying. We put him in a, a pass rush mode frequently. And to see him improve from day one where he had, he'd never played for us uh, before, you know, two years out and just never really lined up. And to come in, he was a little bit heavier, really worked hard in the offseason. And the confidence he's playing with, he's very, very difficult to block one-on-one. And you see him, if he's not making sacks, which I think he's the team leader in sacks right now, he is right there causing it or forcing a QB to rough, uh, move his feet. So those two guys just jump right out as, as guys that really have made a difference. So as you go into the back two, I'm not even going to jump into the Cornell game specifically yet, but into the back two games of the schedule, the last two games of the season, obviously you all know what's at stake for you guys, you know, win both of these games and you get a share, at least a share of the title. What's it going to take for your team to come out of this the way you want them to? Well, taking uh, obviously one day at a time, not just one game at a time, you know, the preparation, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. Our coaching staff does extensive uh, video work, uh, evaluations, breakdowns to have our guys actually you know, get in and, and grind away. So they know the opponent well, they understand some of the schemes and the operation that the, uh, the opposition is going to employ. Uh, and then the physical aspect of practice to get out. You know, we've had a couple of physical weeks, uh, Harvard and Princeton, you know, Columbia for the, that matter. And so we gave them a little bit of time. It's nice. We played Friday. Gave him Saturday off, a little bit of a recuperative deal. And I think that's especially helpful later in the season. And then going in, uh, you can't listen to all the noise. People will talk about, well, you know, Cornell, well, Brown, you know, they, they're solid Division One football teams that haven't had found a way to, uh, you know, get the success that they like. But they compete hard. They have good athletes. You know, there's not a whole lot that separates one week and one game and one team from uh, the other. Uh, and what we've got to do is focus on what we do. Uh, we were relatively penalty-free. We executed well in our special teams play. Uh, we stayed within the sticks offensively, so we never you know, big yardage makeup situations. We hit some big plays. We didn't allow big plays. We tackled securely, and we pressured the passer. And you know those ingredients uh, across the board, as I tell the guys, oh, hey, it's a collaborative effort. We need all three uh, aspects of our game to, to be at an A level in order to have success, and that's what we'll be working towards this Saturday. So with the Cornell game specifically, what are you anticipating from this game so far? Well, uh, Cornell, obviously the success they had two years ago, and they have a, a lot of uh, fifth-year guys on. I think they have more fifth-year seniors than anybody in the league, and those guys were all part of it. And a lot of those guys played. So coming to Hanover uh, is nothing new for them. They came, they had great success, uh, and, and they earned a, a great win against us. So uh, there's a confidence level there. Uh, obviously, our guy, team we, we do some different things so there's going to be an adjustment period for those guys in terms of you know, what we present uh, I, I expect them they play hard they play uh, extremely physical football and uh, that's what we're going to get so we've got to kind of match that with the, the effort that we put forth and I think the biggest thing is preparation uh, and don't get distracted and I did I talked with the team on Sunday about that you know you're going to hear so much read so much it doesn't matter the only thing that really will affect the outcome you know, of the game is how we play and how they play. And uh, we want to put our best version of what we do together. Uh, you know, it was close on Saturday. Well, we, we got to replicate that. Some people say, well, it's ups and downs. You can't be like that. 
Um, and hopefully we've learned our lesson and the focus is strictly, we, we've got to prepare to play great football against a really a strong and, and dangerous Cornell football team. How much do you relish this part of the season, you know, late fall season coming down to the wire and especially with the team in the position that it's in? You know, it's really, it's a tribute to our players and our coaches, uh, just the work ethic and especially having not played for two years, uh, just uh, emotionally, you see the joy and the happiness and the uh, exuberation uh, in the locker room after a win, you know, that's what you prepared for, for two years and like the fifth year seniors and this is their last shot. And to put yourself in a position that you're still in the hunt. Uh, and in, in essence, you can you control what happens. It's fun for me to see how that impacts our players and our coaches. And obviously, there's a level of satisfaction. The guys have worked together with you know, a common goal and a common aim. And it's, we're getting close. All right, buddy. That's all I got for this week. Appreciate the time as always. All right. You're the best in terms of preparation. I appreciate it, Seth. <laughs> all right, man. Talk soon. You've reached the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking around. Hope you enjoyed listening to Inside the Woods. Keep up with our episodes weekly, and be sure to check out the Valley News every day or our website, vnews.com, for more Dartmouth football and Upper Valley sports content. Talk to you next time.